0: Let's pray. Lord God, in your holy word today, we have heard that you ask us to come to you, to seek your protection, and you seek us out like a hen seeks out her chick's. You offer us the spiritual protection and safety of your strong wings. So help us, God, through your word, to draw closer to you, to listen for your call and respond. Amen. The fox and the hen. Intriguingly, both creatures are mentioned by Jesus in our gospel passage there from Luke 13, verses 31 to 35. And as we look at that picture on screen, I'm sure we're thinking that's probably quite close enough, don't you think? For the hen, at least. I was reminded... um, when I read this, of the fable of chicken licking and henny penny, and how that turned out, the cunning fox had the last laugh on that day. Well, the setting of our Bible reading is this up to this point, Jesus was warning the people about the Pharisees and exposing their hypocrisy. But here, it's the Pharisees who have a warning for Jesus. Get away from here. Herod wants to kill you. So why did it seem Jesus' opponents in that moment want to help him? Well, this might have been a kind gesture from moderate Pharisees of whom there were a number who were not so against Jesus but wanted to hear what he had to say. Fellow Jews together against the powers of Rome. Or maybe just them saying, get away from here, was a sign that they just wanted Jesus off their territory. But whatever their motive, it's Jesus' answer that's important and his motive. We read in Luke 13, verse 32, Jesus replied to the Pharisees, go and tell that fox, Herod, for me, listen, I am casting out demons and performing cures today and tomorrow. And on the third day, I finish my work. And we see great courage here, don't we, in Jesus? On face value, Jesus had every reason to fear the tyrant Herod. Outwardly, it seemed that the power imbalance was like the fox versus the hen. There's no contest. We know it's going to end badly. Evil Herod had the power to kill. Murder and death was in his nature and in the nature of the Roman regime that he served. Herod demonstrated resistance to the ways and the will of God. He resisted Christ's claim to kingship. He resisted the ways of freedom and peace. He resisted Christ. But Jesus clearly indicates his contempt for Herod. He did not fear him. He knew the truth. Herod's only claim to royalty was because the Romans, recognizing his father was the most effective thug around, had promoted him from nowhere to keep order at this remote end of the Roman Empire. And Jesus derides Herod as a fox. And the parallels are obvious. We know a fox is a vigilant mammal who works at night in the darkness. A mammal that hunts. It's in its nature to kill. Most foxes are predators that do not hunt in packs, but alone. And that the fox is a metaphor, isn't it, for someone who is sly and cunning. Poor fox. I'm sure it didn't uh, merit all of those negative connotations, but there it is. So to call Herod a fox is to denounce him as someone who's shifty and deceptive, ruthless, ruthless. And isn't it true that as we look through the pages of history, of yesterday, and history being made today, that powerful, ruthless figures have acted in such ways from that time to this? Isn't it true there is a fox loose in the Kremlin today, whose power Reaches far and wide, and we lament the death and destruction being wrought upon Ukraine. And it can overwhelm us with fear and worry, quite rightly. But we can be assured that the hunter will become the hunted. Evil may win the battle, but evil cannot win the day. There are battles being fought on the world stage, and there are battles being fought within hearts today, within your hearts and mine. The battle against evil, it reaches us all. just think for a moment about how you react to the opposition that you face or the fears that you have, those threats that are whispered to your heart from afar. We all face opposition or danger or fears at some time. And we follow in the footsteps of many women and men in the Bible. People like King David, who wrote those words of Psalm 27. Who, with great desperation, said, Evildoers assail me to devour my flesh. An army encamps against me. We might face similar spiritual dangers, if not physical dangers, when we feel under it, when we feel oppressed and in danger. But we affirm again today that God is our spiritual protection and our shield. He is your shield today. God's word speaks into those fears and dangers powerfully today. I look at how Psalm 27 begins and ends. And that great turmoil and danger and fear is bracketed with great affirmations. He begins, The Lord is my light and salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life, of whom shall I be afraid? And he ends, I believe that I shall see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Saying to his heart, wait for the Lord, be strong, take courage and wait for the Lord. So our fears and our dangers are held and they are contained in the power and the love of God by faith and trust in God. And it is faith and trust in God that is the key. In all our fears, we are to look to God who urges us to stand firm just like Jesus, who will will finish his Father's work that he has begun and complete his destiny. Yes, Christ will eventually give his life at the hands of the authorities. But he will not die here in Galilee. We know that before his death, yes, Christ will be taken to Herod. But Herod will send him away back to Pontius Pilate. Christ has set his face to the cross, set his face to Jerusalem, and there is no turning back. No amount of resistance will cause him to change his mind. Such is his love. He speaks about his work of healing and curing. I'm doing it today and tomorrow, he says, and on the third day, I finish my work. Again, looking forward to that third day of the resurrection. The confirmation of his victory. Whatever the opposition or dangers, he will finish his work. What a savior. And we see his love and anguish writ large in verse 34. And what a tender picture Christ paints for us. Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to it. How often have I desired to gather your children together as a hen gathers her brood under her wings. And you were not willing. Reflecting on these words, in the 11th century, Saint Anselm wrote this prayer. Jesus, as a mother, you gather your people to you. You are gentle with us as a mother with her children. Often you weep over our sins and our pride. Tenderly you draw us from hatred and judgment. You comfort us in sorrow and bind up our wounds. In sickness, you nurse us, and with pure milk, you feed us. Jesus, by your dying, we are born to new life. By your anguish and labor, we come forth in joy. Despair turns to hope through your sweet goodness. Through your gentleness, we find comfort in fear. Your warmth gives life to the dead. Your touch makes sinners righteous. Lord Jesus, in your mercy, heal us. In your love and tenderness, remake us. In your compassion, bring grace. And forgiveness for the beauty of heaven, may your love prepare us. The picture is of a hen gathering her chicks under her wings to protect them. And there are stories of exactly this: Canon Tom Wright writes these words, after a farmyard fire, those cleaning up have found a dead hen, scorched and blackened, but with live chicks sheltering under her wings. She has literally given her life to save them. He goes on, it is a vivid and violent image of what Jesus has declared he longed to do for Jerusalem, and by implication, all Israel. But at that moment, all he could see were the chicks scurrying off in the opposite direction, taking no notice of the smoke and flames indicating the approach of danger. Nor of the urgent warnings of the one alone who could give them safety. And then that word, see, says Jesus, your house is left to you. And I tell you, you will not see me until the time comes when you say, Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. And history tells us that in AD 70, Jerusalem was left in ruins as the Roman eagle destroyed the fledglings. I took this photo, went on pilgrimage in Israel, inside a church on the Mount of Olives, looking towards the old city of Jerusalem. The church is called Dominus Flevit, Latin for the Lord wept. And this church was built to commemorate these words of Jesus, that time in his life. And the church itself is built in the shape of a teardrop. And at the front, behind the altar, the window frames this wonderful view of the old city. It's quite a window and quite a view. The window shows the communion cup and wafer and the thorns of suffering. Imagine being in that church Sunday by Sunday with that view and that message. Jesus wept over Jerusalem because it had rejected his gospel of peace. And Jesus still weeps over Jerusalem Jesus weeps over the world. He weeps over Ukraine. He weeps over Russia. He weeps over Europe. He weeps over the United Kingdom. He weeps over Haverhill and Keddington. He weeps over us all. He looks on the world that is wrestling and broken. And he hears the cry today of a battered creation. And he waits for us to lift our eyes to him. And so it was that in his pain, Jesus did not give up, but he went on. And so must we today. We must continue to love and serve the Lord And his people. Jesus would continue to trust his Father, to finish his Father's work, to keep on loving others with the bowl and towel of humble service. He would bear the cross to save us. He would take this world's desolation and abandonment upon himself on Calvary, even praying for his enemies, as we will hear later as we go through Lent towards Holy Week and Easter. Christ will risk the threat of the fox to give his life for the fledglings. He will destroy the powers of sin and death and rise to new life. And we follow where our servant king has led. Like Jesus, let us not give up in the face of opposition or evil, for good is stronger than evil. Let us go on in faith and trust, Let us keep on loving others. They are all our neighbor. Let us continue the service of the towel and the bowl. So wait for the Lord. Be strong, take courage, and wait for the Lord. Amen.